0: Hey everyone, I'm Justin Fiedler and this is Dirt Tracker Conversations. The combination of Josh Boffman and Aaron Reitzel has been an incredibly potent one over the last three seasons. With Reitzel driving and Boffman as the owner, the team has won three straight All-Star Circuit of Champions titles and a ton of races between the All-Stars, Outlaws, and more. For 2021, the two are splitting as friends. Boffman joins me this week to talk about what's next for the team, his run with Reitzel, balancing racing and running a business, and a lot more. Before we get to Josh, this episode is brought to you by Blood Lubricants. Blood carries a high-performance line of synthetic racing oils, and they've got you covered for all sorts of dirt racing applications. Engine oils, gear oils, suspension fluid, cleaning products, you name it, they've got it. Sprint car driver Brock Zierfoss uses Blood products, and he says, since switching to the Bloodline, they have seen significant improvements in their engines and rear ends after putting them to the test night in and night out under extreme load and heat. They've got a great racer support program that offers discounts on products, plus free swag, and they support hundreds of racers across many divisions throughout the country. To check out the support program, find out more information, or to buy, visit bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D lubricants.com. If you'd like to receive 25% off most products, use code DIRT at checkout. That's D-I-R-T, all caps, at checkout. Now let's get to my conversation with Josh Boffman. let's start with uh with another championship season what was it like to to you know to win that third title in a row with aaron reitzel and and how much fun has that been the last couple of years
1: yeah this year with covid and everything else it's been a pretty interesting year you know uh, starting the season we didn't know if we was gonna get the race at all so um it was pretty grueling year you know we raced a lot more um a lot of races pretty quick so um i don't think we ran any more total races but um we ran a lot more, you know, just in a short period of time. So, um, it was a pretty grueling scre- uh, schedule, but, um, you know, it was a, had to be a good year.
0: How much did you actually end up racing yourself? I know you, you basically ended up putting your, your 17 car out full time with the all-stars as well. And, and you ran it some, and then towards the end of the season, Ian Madsen ran it some, but how many races did you actually end up driving in?
1: Uh, I'm not real sure the total. Um, I think it was 35 ish, somewhere in that range. Um, you know, I uh, started off and, and, uh, you know, I had some work stuff come up there, uh, one night and, and, um, I had to be gone for a weekend. So, um, I put Ian in the car for the night and, and, um, I kind of enjoyed, I kind of enjoyed just being, you know, a car owner again and just not having to, uh, you know, to, to stress about being at the track or, or anything like that. So, um, I stuck with Ian for the rest of the year, um, after the, after that, uh, that initial night and, uh, it was fun. You know, I got to travel to a lot of races. It just, um, you know, not, not having to worry about getting in the car or anything like that and more and uh, help out, help Wayne and Ian on the 17 car and, uh, you know, be there quite a bit with Aaron on his, uh on his championship. So.
0: What's been good for you guys about running the All-Stars? Why have you chosen in the last couple of years to go that direction full-time with that series?
1: You know, we've, we've talked about, uh, you know, the Outlaws and we've talked about an open schedule and, you know, every year we sit down and we meet about, you know, what's, what's best for, for our team and, and, um, going forward and, you know, Tony and, and those guys, they do a great job with the series. Um, and, uh, you know, we have our, you know, good sponsors the Falcon brothers. They have a place there in Pennsylvania that we're able to stay at when we're out in central, central Pennsylvania. And, and, um, so it works out, you know, um, as far as traveling goes and, uh, expenses, you know, hotel rooms and all that up and down the highway when you're, when you're on the outlaw tour, you know, it's, um, it adds up. So, um, for us to have, you know, sponsors there and, and, uh, central PA with the Falcon brothers and, you know, our shop there in in Iowa, um, we're able to, uh, you know, to get back to the shop or, or be, you know, essentially, you know, at home there at the Falcon brothers.
0: Is that where you guys are based out of, you know, kind of back and forth between Iowa and Pennsylvania? Like I know obviously you're in Texas and, and Aaron's from Texas, but you know, where does, where's your guys kind of main shop at?
1: Uh, the main shops in Knoxville, Iowa. Um, just, uh just about a mile and a half from the track there on Highway 14. So, um, but during the All-Star season, we don't get to get back there very much. And uh, so we work out of the Falcon Brothers shop there in Pennsylvania for the most part and uh, during the All-Star season. But, I mean, we did get back there quite a bit this year, and we were there more more so because of the, you know, the Texas-Oklahoma swing. We got back there um, before we went out to, to Ohio and Central Pennsylvania.
0: Uh, I kind of want to jump back kind of to the beginning of, of, you know, not only your journey, but then kind of getting into, you know, you and Aaron working together, but uh, you know, a guy from Texas like yourself, how do you get involved in sprint car racing? It doesn't seem like there's a huge sprint car scene, you know, in Texas. I know three sixties are, are, you know, a little bit bigger down there, but, but how did you get involved in sprint car racing? And and what made you want to start driving?
1: Uh, you know, I, I raced at a young age. Um, we, my family owned a local dirt track there in Odessa. um, you know, growing up in West Texas, racing's not huge, you know, very big like it is in, in other states and stuff, so, um, you know, football is key in West Texas, so uh, whenever I was, you know, I got to that age where football became, you know, more important to me than racing, um, we sold everything we had, and, and um, you know, I I went to a race after I was graduating, went and watched the 305 race, and, and um, you know, basically that's all it took, and I, I watched that one race, and I bought a car the next week, and, Started running 305s locally there in Odessa and and Lubbock, and um, just kind of transitioned from there into 360s and and um, you know with the help of Jason Johnson. Jason Johnson, I think, um, really started you know my my racing career. Um, Jason managed my team there and and uh, 2014 out of his shop in Rocky Mount, and uh, he introduced me to a lot of a lot of people in the racing world and and uh, more so than anything you know helped me uh, as a driver and a car owner so um after 2014 um we kind of just you know kept growing from there
0: as you're kind of rising up the ranks you know and, and looking back now that you've kind of you know established yourself as as a 410 guy and a 410 team owner at those lower levels 305s 360s what's it important for you to learn at those lower levels and and you know maybe not have as much horsepower
1: yeah you know uh, you know I, I go back now and you know 305s is a a growing uh series all over the country and um you know, everybody always asks me, you know, I have a a young son that's, um, you know, just started in the micros and, you know, which, which level am I going to take him to? And, and, um, you know, I I feel like the 305 level teaches you, um, some bad habits going into a 360 or 410, um, just because of the horsepower difference and the different things that you have there. So, um, I think my transition with my son, um, and if I could go back and do myself would be, you know, a 360 to a 410 or even straight to a 410 at that, uh, at that age. But, um because it is a big transition it's it's pretty easy to go from a 410 back to a 360 but it's it's tough to get out of a 360 and go into a 410 um you know night after night um that's why we you know aaron came out of the 360 deal and, and we decided to go all 410 racing with the exception of you know a few 360 races here and there so um just because um it is it is a hard transition to go back and forth so
0: what's the micro ranks like around you you know you said your son's getting and getting going you know is it is it a growing scene it seems like you know certain places of the country you know there's there's big you know kind of communities of micro racers but what's it like around you uh
1: around me it's still still nothing uh close you know i, I would say that um you know even for my son the closest track we're going to get to would be up in oklahoma or even uh you know in dallas area which is 4 or 5 hours from me from my home so Uh, we, we have to travel quite a bit to do, you know, micro racing, but there is a huge, um, um, you know, with the ASCS group there and those guys with the micro group, um, Terry and those guys do a great job with that deal. So, um, there's plenty of races, um, and the micro deal and lots of cars to, uh, um, you know, every night we showed up. So, um, you know, I'll see how that goes and and try to do some traveling with him here in the near future.
0: Do you remember your first opportunity to get in a four ten sprint car?
1: uh yeah i was at uh farmington missouri um it's which is a tight you know bullring type place and uh it was quite the experience you know me and wayne pretty uh wayne was my crew chief at the time and and um you know we we bought one to to, to have in the trailer because it's good always good to have a 360 in the trailer when you're when you are running open schedule because you never know where you're going to be in the country so um we went to uh Went to Farm Missouri and there's, it was quite the experience, you know, rolling out there, not only, not only in a 410, but, um, learning how to qualify and do different things that you don't get to do in a 305 or 360. Um, and, and learn how to, you know, you know, the two laps is very important at 410 racing, you know, qualifying. So, um, it was, uh, quite the experience for us.
0: Did you, you know, how long did it kind of take you to, to feel comfortable in a 410? You know, obviously, I would imagine you weren't comfortable on that first night, but how many nights do you think it was before you finally were like, okay, I, you know, I kind of get what I'm doing here? Uh,
1: I'm still working on that. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you know, it's, um, it, it takes, you know, it took us 15, 20 nights before we finally got to where, um, you know, I felt like I could drive the car and the car wasn't driving me, but, um, you know, they still go back to, to me being out of the seat or trying to get back in the car here and there it still takes a few nights to get you know accustomed to to the speed and and uh stuff like that i mean people don't realize um how fast you're truly going in a 14 car and it's um you know it's adrenaline rush that i love and and um you know going into next year you know i'm not going to do a whole lot of racing myself if any um but it's something that um you know i'll fall back on i just i've always told myself that if i can't at least be competitive going into a night and and um you know give ourselves a fighting chance that um you know i was going to be done so
0: and kind of you know in that same line of questions you know once you finally get in a 410 do you remember the first opportunity to, to kind of go race in, in a big time field you know all stars outlaws, something like that you know were, were you nervous were you you know were you kind of you know heart pounding things like that as as you kind of roll out for qualifying in, in heat races and things like that
1: yeah absolutely i think the first um you know, that I can remember was going to Ohio Speed Week, um, shortly after that race there and, uh, and, um, Farmington, Missouri. And I was actually in the shop and, uh, my shop there in Tulsa, Oklahoma and me and Wayne, and we flipped a coin and we was either gonna go run, uh, ASC Speed Week or we didn't go run Ohio Speed Week. And, uh, we, obviously we flipped a coin and we headed to Ohio and, uh, you know, pulling the Attica there for the first night of Ohio Speed Week, with you know, 50, 60 cars there with Ohio Speed Week and those guys. And, they always have a great turnout. So it's very nerve wracking. Um you definitely don't want to be that guy. Um but like I said it was it was a cool experience. You know, I I raced you know Ohio speed week there for a few years while I was still in the three sixty ranks and um you know there was a year that I came off and I went back to three sixty stuff after Ohio and and um you know I felt like we was on the podium just about every night. Um it's just um it was great four ten race when I was running three sixty was a great uh training tool you know, per se um you know to go back to the 360 rank
0: you talk about jason johnson and I, i'm curious you know about your relationship with him and how you got to know him and, and what he taught you as you guys are working together
1: yeah jason um you know early on in 2012 and 13 with uh when i just started you know getting into 360 racing coming from the 305 stuff you know i reached out to jason and i actually bought one of his engines from him and uh we you know stayed friends and he helped me uh, from that point on, um, you know, the following year, um, I went to the, I switched over the Fords, you know, that was about the time Jason was, was on the Ford deal with Roush and, and, um, we switched over the Fords with them and, and, uh, like again, he just, he helped me every night, uh, whether we got the track or I could call him or text him and say, Hey, listen, you know, what am I doing wrong here? And, um, we made that decision in 2014 to, to team up and I moved my, my shop, um, to rocky mount there with jason um, in missouri and bobby and and uh and phil and uh, like i said i got that was the first real season i guess i traveled racing um and the 360 stuff outside of just you know around home lot and um devil's bowl and per se but um he you know jason was you know he, he would sit down and come in the trailer you know i remember like double x speed away there in california you know you have a bad night and Jason was always the first one in there to say hey listen you know there's people out here to see you or you know shake this off there's no big deal you know let's you know you know figure out what you did wrong and where you can where you can get better but um, he was a great coach um, obviously a great driver and uh, I I owe Jason a lot of credit to to my career and not only as a driver but you know as an owner too so
0: are you like hands-on with the car? Like, you know, when you're, when you're kind of working with Jason and Phil, especially during those times, is it, is it more like what you're doing on the track and what you can do as a driver? Or are they helping you with, with setups on the car? I mean, what does that kind of look like?
1: Uh, more so in the car, you know, it's kind of at, at that, at that time of my career, um, it's hard to do both. You know, it's, you know, you can ask any driver, um, there's very few drivers that can get out of the car, set the car up, get back in the car and go drive it and feel comfortable and not second guess herself. And, um you know I still can't do that you know I can give my feedback and you know I'm I've learned a lot over the over the past six eight ten years of you know setting the car up and there's some things that um you know you leave up to the crew chief per se that um that that's their job and I try to do my job the best I can in the car but um Jason just helped me more and and those guys um inside the car um rather than outside the car on on the setup side
0: uh, I know you, you're, you're not a full-time sprint car racer. You don't make your living from sprint car racing. And I guess I'm curious, what's your, your interests look like outside of racing, the other things you're involved in. I know you said you're at your ranch right now, but, but what else are you involved in outside of racing?
1: Um, obviously I have two young kids, so they keep me, uh, pretty tied up. You know, my daughter does cheer competitive cheer and my sons and, you know, traveling baseball and football. And, um, but you know, this time of year, I spend a lot of time down here at the ranch and, um, you know, opening seasons this weekend. So, um, I'll be down here all week getting stuff ready for that, but uh you know anything outdoors you know i I love to travel I love to do different things and um you know my my son's big into hunting with me as well so um it's it's either with the kids or you know an outside of racing or or here at the ranch or um at the office you know the office i run uh you know i have a business there with Hollywood Blasting and coding and and um you know that's been my priority, and um that's kind of one reason why I've cut back in racing and um, is to is to grow that, that business and and uh, you know keep hands on there so.
0: well give me an idea of what your business is you said blasting and coding you know what's that i you know are you, are you handling commercial customers like you know what does that look like
1: yeah we do all oil and gas uh, mostly oil and gas industry um gas plants refineries pipeline facilities um all over the country you know we got crews you know pennsylvania to oregon you know so um we kind of grew that we started that business, I started, we started back in 2013 and, um, you know, we just kind of grew it as, as the years went on. So, um, you know, we started the business so I could race and, um, funny is, you know, I got to quit racing so I can go to work, you know, it's kind of, but that's a good problem to have, you know, um, growing that business. I take a lot of pride in my business and, and, uh, you know, being able to still travel and experience things that, you know, I wouldn't be able to do without it. So, um, I, you know, I dedicate a lot of time to that.
0: As somebody, I, I, I'm curious about like, uh, you know, business owners and things like that, that um, support sprint car racing and, and obviously somebody like yourself that was a driver or, you know, that is a driver, but, you know, talking about scaling back, you know, how important is it to you to continue to support sprint car racing as a business owner and as a team owner? And, and, and why is that important to you?
1: You know, I, you know, I got asked this question just the other day and, and, um, you know, I've met a lot of cool people and a lot of good friends um, outside of racing. Um, and it's cool for me to, to give someone an opportunity, um, or, you know, help a guy out or, or whatever there is that, um, cause I want to stay involved, you know, me and my family and my dad, um, we love racing. We love the people that's involved in racing. So every chance we get, we try to get back to, to racing or, uh, try to try to keep, um, you know, keep a car out there, you know, keep a car racing to where I'm not a great spectator. You know, I'll be the first to admit that I'm not going to um, show up to a racetrack where I'm not, I don't have anything invested and in, sit there in the stands and, uh, watch a race. Uh, I'm either going to be in the car or I'm going to have, you know, a car in the field that I'm, you know, supporting or, or own. So, um, that's one reason why we stay so involved.
0: You and, and Aaron writes obviously have been a, a very potent combination here the last three years, winning three straight all-star titles. How does that deal come together for you guys to work together and for you guys to team up a couple of years ago to then go full-time racing?
1: Um, uh, you know, it goes back to the, you know, me scaling back and going, to, uh, spending more time with my family and the kids and kids are getting older and traveling every weekend. And, and, um, you know, those are times that, you know, I was, wasn't gonna get back as, as they grew older. So, um, and then, you know, with the business stuff, you know, I decided, Hey, you know, if I can race 20 races a year, 30 races a year, that's fine. If i don't get to race any, that's fine. But again, we want to keep, we want to keep going and racing and keep staying involved. So, um we helped out aaron the year before on a small part just sponsored his own his own team and um you know we sat down and figured out you know what do we want to do what do we want to go next Do we want to shut everything down or do we want to keep going and racing and uh the first person that came to mind was aaron reitzel and um you know we was you know we were great friends with him then we're still friends now and and um the thing about Aaron is he doesn't show up to run second. You know, a lot of people don't like that. But, um, you know, he doesn't – he doesn't bring his friends to the track – I mean, at the track, he, uh, he brings them with him. So um, – and he doesn't care who he who he upsets. And that's kind of my – the way I live life too. You know, it's um, – he, he showed up to win every single night. So
0: – You guys have obviously had a ton of success, you know, big wins, you know, a couple of championships now at this point. Is there one thing you can point at, or maybe a couple of things you can point at, that have been really special for you the last three years working with him?
1: Yeah, I got to be at the Tuscarora 50 um, last year when Aaron won the Tusky 50. And, and, uh, I mean, that's quite the accomplishment to go in there and, and, uh, to win a race, but to win the Tuscarora 50 and, uh, you know, pass Lance DeWeese and those guys that are so dominant there. Um, it makes you proud as a as a car owner or as a as a partner with Aaron, you know, to be a part of that. So, um, you know, and then we've had great success at Knoxville, you know, um, the Nationals with Aaron. We've had really good success there. So, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things that um, you know throughout the past three years that um, you know, looking back at now, that's been been pretty cool for us
0: how involved are you kind of on a day-to-day basis? Are they calling you, giving you updates? Are you, you know, are, are you kind of business managing the team? You know, give me an idea of your role on a day-to-day basis with the team when the season's going on. Um,
1: I talked with the guys uh, about every other day. Um, you know, I don't like to talk on the phone a lot and I tell the guys all of that, uh, that a lot. So, um, if you have a problem, if there's something you need, you know, send me a text or whatever, but, um, you no, know, we stay involved. Um, I try to get out to the shop the best I can and when I can, but, um, you know, again, that takes time away from my family and away from the, the business. So I normally fly in on the weekends to the races and, um, and see the guys, you know, they're at the track, but, you know, as far as finances go and stuff like that, you know, obviously I'm involved because, um, you know, boils down to that's, you know, that's me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're really, I mean, we stayed connected, you know, about at least every other day. So
0: you got into involved in some pr- promoting this year and, and, you know, with your family owning the track before, I'm guessing that's not the first time you've promoted some racing, but uh, you know, why was that important to you to, to promote that race? And, and, you know, what's it like trying to promote during a pandemic for gosh sake?
1: Yeah, that's um, I don't know what the heck I was thinking, honestly. Um, but no, it, it was uh, it was cool, you know, to, to have those type of guys come out there and support, you know, cause we're out in West Texas, you know, way out in Lubbock, Texas. And, Um, I don't see that ever happening outside of pandemic and when, um, you know, the rest of the country's racing just because there's not, you have to travel so far to get there. So for those guys that come out there and support that deal and and it was special for me because that, that is what I would consider my home track now, um, after racing there in the 305s and stuff. So like I said, it was cool to see those guys there and it's it's not trailers that you normally see pulling to Lubbock, Texas. And, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, I don't know that it'll ever happen again, but (laughs) it was, it was pretty neat.
0: So. Um, obviously you are, you know, have been partnering up with Aaron the last couple of years. Uh, it sounds like things are changing. What's next year going to look like for, for your team and, and what's happening with Aaron.
1: Yeah, Aaron, like I said, Aaron's been a great partner with us and, and, uh, we've had a lot of success, but, um, you know, Aaron has some goals, you know, in racing that, um, that he's still reaching to do. And, and, um, he wants to, you know, go run the outlaws and do different things like that. So, um, it just, is not the route that I want to go that my family wants to go with the, with the team. Um, but we're still great friends with Aaron. We'll maintain friends with Aaron and, um, he just got an opportunity that he's going to take. Um, and we're going to continue to race, um, with the 17 car in 2021 where we've talked to a few different people, um, drivers and, and crew chiefs. And, you know, we're looking at different schedules and, you know, there's, you know, with, with, Todd and, and Jackson and Hussett's opening back up our shops right there in Knoxville. So you look at, you know, running those uh, weekly deals at Knoxville on those three tracks and um, you go back to run the all-stars, you know, they, they run a great series there. So there's a lot of options um, that we're looking at going on in 2021. But um, the main thing is, is uh, we're going to put a schedule together that best fits the way we want to run our team and with our, what our partners want. You know, we have some great partners and sponsors that we have now that's going to um, you know, maintain and, and stay on board, but we also have some new partners coming on board too. So, um, you know, they're, they're a big part of what we do. So, um, in this decision process, you know, they're, they're 100% a part of it.
0: How, what's your kind of timeline for, for figuring all of this stuff out? Is it, you know, is there a hard date or, you know, are, are you not worried about timelines at this point?
1: Uh, I'm not really worried about that timeline at this point, you know, we're in what November, you know, now. So, I like to have something put together here in the next three or four weeks, you know, at least, um, so that we can start building on, you know, twenty twenty one and getting everything going in that direction. But um I want to make the right decision. You know, uh one of the main reasons we chose Aaron is because, you know, we're friends with him, we get along with him. Um, you know, everybody always asks, you know, which route you're gonna go if you know if Aaron leaves or, or which you know, I don't I don't have that answer because it has to be a good fit for us. You know what I mean? I'm not just gonna hire uh, a driver um that that doesn't fit in well with with what we're uh, what we're doing or want to be uh every weekend because we go to the racetrack to have fun uh if we're not having fun i don't want to be there so um if i want to go be stressed out or something like that i'll stay at the office but um that that's that's key in um in who we're we're picking going in 2021 um th- that's one of the main things we're looking for but um obviously we want to win races, you know, um, Aaron won a lot of races and was very successful in the age seven cars. So, um, we're not going to go there to, to run second again. We're going to go there and win races and, and, uh, we'll try to put the best team together. We can.
0: I would imagine just knowing the sprint car community, like I do, that it's probably been rumored out that this was going to happen with Aaron when that starts happening. And, and you are the owner of a car that's won three straight championships. Like it has, have you been getting a lot of phone calls? Have you been getting a lot of text messages from drivers saying, Hey, like look at me for your car for next year.
1: Yeah. You know, I have going to hire a, uh, someone an answering service to start answering my phone. You know, today it's been blowing up and, uh, but no, you know, it, it's, it's part of it, you know, and, and there's drivers that that's lost their job and I'm doing the same thing. You know, I've reached out to them as, as an owner and, you know, it's part of uh it's no different from any other sport in the country. You know, when you're a, a free agent or you're a, a team looking for your next, you know, your next great guy, you're going to make those calls. But, um, you know, there's, you know, I, I catch, I get caught up a lot in the social media stuff and I get on there and, and, you know, read some forms and hose heads. And it's funny to me that, um, you know, everybody knows our plan or what's going on before we even know our plan, you know? So, um, I get a, a good kick out of that. You know, I was reading on, on Host just the other day that, you know, they had mine and Aaron's, you know, 2021 already planned out before we even had it planned out. So, um, you know, the main thing that, that, you know, me and Aaron and, and my family, we're not splitting because of, you know, any reason other than Aaron has some goals he wants to do. And, and he, he's got a great opportunity to go do those things. And, and, um, we're going to maintain friends and, um, our families are great friends. Um, and he's, he lives there in Knoxville, so he's going to live down the street from the shop. So, um, I think it'll be, you know, I wish him nothing but success, um, going forward. And, and, uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's just a great deal for him
0: as you're evaluating drivers to put in your car for next year you know what are you doing to 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 do that are you talking to other drivers and crew chiefs are you you know watching old races are you looking at stats like how are you going to decide you know which guy is going to be the right guy for you
1: you know i've i've been around racing you know enough here you know in the past to kind of know which route i want to go and who's available and and um you know know some of the characters of the drivers and and what fits best for our team you know one thing about the 87 team is, looking back at it, we've won three championships with three different crew chiefs. You know, that says a lot for Aaron. Um, it says a lot for the team and how hard they work. But um, more so than anything, it's because everybody gets along well together. Um, you know, we could hire, you know, any crew chief out there, but they don't get along with the driver or the the, the guy, you know, the car chief doesn't get along with the crew chief. Um, it's never going to work, you know. Um, so I look at a lot of character and, and what team I'm putting together, if the driver can work well with the crew chief and, and, and vice versa, or if even the driver can work well with, with me and my family as, as being owners. Um, cause if we ain't seen eye to eye, it ain't ever going to work, you know? So, um, that's, that's the main thing I look at is, you know, a driver's past and, and success they've had in the past or, or the future they're going to have, you know, may, they may not have got that opportunity yet going into, um, into their career, their young career, um, to be able to have that type of success. So, um, those are the type of things, you know, I'm, I'm playing out right now.
0: You know, looking for sponsors and, and being able to continue funding your team is obviously I- incredibly important. And I'm curious, what's your kind of view of, of the business around sprint car racing looks like right now? You know, is there a lot of interest from sponsors? Is it, is it difficult? Is it easy? Is it kind of somewhere in between, you know, what is your sense right now of, of, you know, the kind of state of the business of sprint car racing?
1: you know getting sponsors is, is tough i mean any car owner or driver will, will will you know tell you that but um you know our partners we've had you know kurt and devin fisher they've been a part of my racing team since i was with jason johnson in 2014 and um you know the falcon brothers they've been a great partner with us in the last three years and um these are guys that we've built relationships with and and um you know over the past three four or five years but um there's not many people just blowing your phone up to 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 sponsor a team or to uh you know, hand out, you know, their checkbook to you. So it is tough. Um and and it is very expensive to do what we do um week in, week out, up and down the highway and without those sponsors, um, you know, it it makes it tough. So um, you know, we're gonna keep, you know, a lot of our partners that we've had with Aaron and, and the age seven team obviously uh, going into twenty twenty one and we're gonna add a few that um, that has reached out. So I think is, you know, the business side of racing is great. I think, you know, look at 410 racing and, you know, there's 40 cars at you know, 10 different tracks or whatever throughout the country. So on, on each night. So um, I think the business side of racing, sprint car racing is solid right now. Um, You still don't see a whole lot of the corporate sponsors, you know, in play. Um, And I think that will change here in the next few years
0: somebody like yourself, who's obviously a, a business owner outside of racing and then obviously owns a sprint car team. Are there lessons over the years that you've maybe learned with your business that you can apply to your sprint car team and then vice versa that you've learned with the sprint car team that you can then apply to your business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, main thing is, you know, finances and, and the way you, you'll, you build budgets and you go about, you know, managing a team, um, you know, before you even pull out of the, pull out of the shop to start the season. So, um, you know, I'm pretty young in my business career as well. And, um, you know, every day is a learning thing for me, but, um, I use both of them, uh, you know, the character on the side and the business side and the people, the people skills is, is what's huge. You know, I, you know, I deal with a lot of different people with, with my business there and, in, in, um, industrial world compared to the racing world. So, um, it is very different, but, um, you learn characteristics of people and how, and how to, uh, to manage, you know, each and every one of them separately.
0: So you said obviously you're going to put another driver in the car. What are the chances that we see you run 20 races, 25 races next year?
1: Uh, it it won't happen. <laughs> um, it, obviously, I'm not willing to uh, to just give it up completely. But um, you know, Knoxville's right there, and my shop's right there. So you know, I I wouldn't put you know put it out that I wouldn't you know come in for a weekend or you know race a couple weeks before the, the 360 Nationals and 410 Nationals and and run those events just because they're cool events, you know, um but like I said earlier it's you know I feel like even you know now not racing as much as I have in the past or whatever, we're still competitive um you know we're still out there um, racing, but i just it's hard to do with the the talent that's out there to uh come in and run five nights a year and be competitive it's very tough i mean it's hard to run fifty nights a year and be and be competitive, so um I'm not going to uh to go out there and do that unless you know it's just a spur of a moment type deal where i get the opportunity to go race or i have a free weekend but um for the most part you know my racing career will be pretty uh pretty slow uh this next year in 2021 i don't know what 2022 looks like um i don't think any of us do right now at this point so um but yeah i'm not going to race very much next year uh five times tops you know if that
0: as you kind of wind down and maybe slow down a little bit with your driving as, as you look back, you know, what's a high point or a couple of high points for you as a driver, you know, things you got to do, you know, races you got to compete in. Well, you know, what's something that jumps to your mind?
1: Yeah. You know, it's, you know, any big race, you know, the Tuscarora 50, the Knoxville nationals, you know, Ohio speed Week, you know, that's that's a great experience. You know, it's not your big, prestigious races, but the grueliness of Ohio speed week, you know, nine nights in a row and, um, you know, traveling across the country, racing at places like, you know, Lernerville and, 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 these tracks that, um, you know, I used to play on video game growing up and, and, uh, being from West Texas, you know, you don't ever think you'll get that opportunity to race at those type of tracks. So, um, you know, the, I ran a, a 410 race there at the Lernerville we won at, you know, which is cool for me because, uh, my, my family's from Western Pennsylvania. My, my mom and dad, uh, was born and raised in Western Pennsylvania about, you know, 45 minutes from Leonardville. So to go back there and win a race there with my, you know, some family and friends there was, was pretty cool, but, um, you know, more so than anything, just being able to travel. Um, you know, it's, I've been to a lot of States, um, that, and race at different tracks that I've probably never got the opportunity to without racing, without being in the sprint car.
0: So, you know, your son is coming up, he's racing. He comes to you in a couple of years and says, dad, I want to be a full-time sprint car driver. Are, are you behind it? Or are you saying, ah, maybe let's do something else
1: i'm uh I'm kinda on the edge you know i always uh i always say just like my dad you know i'm gonna try to give him the best opportunity and anything that he wants to do but um I'm hoping he chooses something different than racing <laughs> um you know like golf or something like that, but um you know I'll support him you know I don't think that um full time racing is the is the route that I'd want him to go um just because I see how tough it is. Um, it, it, you gotta have a lot, a lot of success and, and the grueliness of up and down the highway and you give up a lot. I mean, to be a race car driver, um, alone to, but to be a full-time race car driver, um, you give up a, a lot, you know, with your family and friends. And, um, you know, I'm actually looking looking forward to next summer because I'm going to get my first halfway normal summer than in the last 10 years. You know, my boat sits on the boat slip at the lake house and, uh, <laughs> I get to it one time a year, maybe. And uh, so it'd be cool to go down there and hang out with some friends that I didn't have enough to hang out with in, in a few years because I am traveling so much. So um, I don't want him to be, to give that up. So I would try to persuade him to go in a different direction. But.
0: Well, I appreciate you taking some time today and, and I'll let you go. But uh, what's the, what's the wintertime look like for you right now? You know, Are you going to spend most of your time at the ranch? You know, are you going to do some traveling? What's that look like for you?
1: Uh, I'm going to spend some time down here at the ranch, but um, obviously with business and, and stuff going, but uh, I'm going to have to spend some time in Knoxville, you know, building that new team and, and uh, you know, building those relationships with whoever we go with for 2021. And, and uh, so I'll be all over the place, you know, down here at the ranch or, or at the, the house, but um,
0: I'll spend a lot of time there at the shop in Knoxville too. I'm sure there are plenty of very good options for Josh and his family to choose from when deciding who their next driver will be. They've had a ton of success on track over the last few years, and I have no doubt that couldn't continue with the right combination moving forward. Thanks again to Josh for taking some time out of his busy schedule to chat. You can find the Dirt Tracker podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. You can also watch the shows on YouTube. For more cool dirt racing stuff, visit dirttracker.com and follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok.